In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, Election Edition. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report Election Edition. It is Thursday the 5th of May, which means there are 16 days still to go until the 2022 federal election. I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Charles Firth. Dom, this is a disaster. We should never have committed to a daily election podcast. Look, in our defence, in every previous campaign, we've done eight. Mm. This is the eighth campaign we're covering with the Chaser. Every other time, things happened on a daily basis. That were interesting. If you look at the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald this morning, the top story is that there was a spill on a road in Sydney's west Mm. and it was slightly acidic, whatever they spilled (laughs) onto the road. Right. And so they're worried that the road is going to be sort of slightly damaged. Right, so there might be a minor impact to a road. Yeah. And that's a higher story than the federal election. Yeah, the I, only, I relate to that. That's new information. The, the, well, exactly. It's better than the sort of – there's just nothing like – the, the only election story that I can find in the entire press is a recounting of the fact that Russell Crowe voiced a, a Labor ad on the weekend. Yeah, which we knew. And you know which what? They've, knew. they've revealed yes. why he did it. Yeah. Do you know what the link is? Albo's a fan of Souths, which we knew, yes. which was obvious from the moment yes. that, Al- that he voiced the... Th- I've got a story here, though. My phone oh, pinged, okay. actually, yes. while we were speaking. Oh, Get yeah. this. What? Scott Morrison yes. has compared Albo's budget yes. to Harry Potter. What? Yeah, he, he, because it- it's, you can't just wave a wand and money appears. Oh, I thought it was, like, transphobic or something. <laughs> All right, that's probably in the mix somewhere knowing the, <laughs> yeah, it's the probably a policy. Compl- it's probably a compliment knowing Although, somewhere. thinking about it, doesn't Harry Potter make billions and billions of dollars yes. as a successful f- franchise? Anyway, it's confusing. Look, there's not much going on. No. Um, for some reason, there are still two it, more it, debates to come, Charles. It, it's, there's nothing to debate. It's almost as if Labor's strategy of just being the same as the Liberal Party means that there's nothing to talk about. It's like the T-shirt you get in Thailand, same, same, but different. I... I Went so I, like I've things have got so desperate for me that I actually followed the Greens and Adam Bant's Instagram feed just oh. to get some something else. Do you know how many selfies Adam Bant takes per day and little speeches to the camera? That can't be good for the environment. Like a fucking shit ton. Actually, Charles, I want to break some news right yes, here and okay. right now about the Greens, okay? Because oh, oh yeah. they've flown under the radar. Mm. They have flown. They, no one's had scrutiny to their policies. No, no one's taking them seriously. Yes, it's time we did. Charles. Yes, they may be part of a, a kind of Labor Greens coalition of yes. sorts with the Teals. They'll probably be government. Yeah, I mean Adam Band may end up the Prime Minister. At this rate. Let's look at some of the, They've got a, a lot of policies on their website, and mm. I'm not making this up. This is what it says. Okay. Yeah. Free education for life. They want free early uh, childhood education, free public schools, just, free TAFE in university, wipe out student debt. Disgusting. Just free money for that. Yeah. They, free health care for all. Yeah. They want f- uh, money into public hospitals, free dental, free mental health care, uh, safer drug use, uh, interestingly. Uh, so lots of money for health care. And they also want, uh, you know, wipe out... Student fees. Yes. They also want to raise all of the social welfare support payments, every single one. Disgusting. If you scroll down the list of their policy plans, Mm. there's actually an item which says paying for our plan. When I click on paying for our plan, (laughs) it quite honestly says 
Not found. <laughs> the link is broken. It, it says, sorry, Man. we know how you feel when you expect to find something and it's just not there. And you wonder, how could this have happened? I'm quoting, <laughs> where did it go? How did we end up here? Was it apathy? Informal voting? No, it was the Greens not having a plan to pay for all the money. Maybe they didn't have enough money to pay their website designer properly. <laughs> I think so. On today's show, we've been subjecting poor John Delmenico to Sky News once again, let's see what it's done to his brain today. Mm. He's going to end up a right winger. Plus, uh, we've got a fantastic interview with Zoe Daniel. Uh, she's the teal candidate for the seat of Goldstein uh, up against Tim Wilson. And um, she's a really polished media performer for some reason. Yes, yeah, something to do with being an ABC journo for decades and actually yeah. quite good at interviews. Mm. Um, yes, but the polls say she is probably going to win and quite yes. comfortably yes. in the latest poll. Will she own to being the front runner? Of course she won't. Nobody does in this election. No, no. And then also um, we've got more updates from this election. I think that's it. I think we can, I think we can safely promise that those are the only items of content today because <laughs> you and I have spent the past few hours looking for something interesting to talk about today. No. No, let's hope something nah. happens tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, look, hopefully China will set up a military base. And that'll we'll, be juicy, you know, in, in on the Solomon Islands, and then we can, you know, sort of have a little bit of, you know, bullets and you know, second half of the campaign. That is a, a good point. That boring is bam, thank you, man. It could be worse than than mm. boring. Couldn't have you actually done a daily rap, Charles? Yeah, I did a daily rap. Oh my god, there's just nothing to rap. All right, let's hear it. Let's have a listen to what little Charles came up with for today's daily rap. This is the wrap for Thursday the 5th of May. A coalition candidate for the Senate in Queensland has backed the conspiracy theory that Bill Gates was behind the COVID-19 outbreak. Nicole Tobin has also supported comments linking mask mandates to Nazi Germany. The story was broken in the nine newspapers this morning, but the LNP quickly hosed down the scandal, pointing out that Ms Tobin had been vaccinated twice and so is now fully under control thanks to the computer chips Bill Gates implanted in her arm. Meanwhile, Scott Morrison hit Sydney Breakfast Radio, telling Nova that he ate boiled eggs for breakfast in what was clearly a very hard-hitting interview. Finally, more polls are out today suggesting that Labor is pulling ahead of the coalition, meaning there are just 16 days left for Labor to stuff it up like they always do. That's the wrap for Thursday the 5th of May. We'll be back in a sec. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report. Our guest today is Zoe Daniel, independent candidate for the seat of Goldstein in Melbourne. Zoe, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So how's it all going? Are you going to win? 
I think we have a real chance at winning, but there's a couple of weeks to go and obviously um, the underdog being an independent in a safe Liberal seat with a six-year incumbent as my opponent, but we have amazing momentum and more than a 1,000 volunteers active on the campaign trail right now. So it's exciting. It's just day by day. Do you d- do any polling? Do you, like, do, you, do you have any internal numbers that you can reveal to us ex- exclusively on this podcast? Uh, Well, short answer is no. We haven't done our own polling. There's been some polling done. There was some polling around in the press uh, over the last 24 hours or so to suggest that it's even Stevens, uh, that basically we're level pegging. It's a little bit better than that, actually, from the Australia Institute. They found the two party preferred number 62 to 38. Um, Given what happened last election, are you worried to see such (laughs) good poll numbers at, at this stage? Well, I, my reference point for polling is Donald Trump winning the 2016 US election, which I covered as a reporter. And you might recall that Hillary Clinton was supposed to win that election right up to the day. And I was one of the only reporters who was running around saying, oh, I don't think it's going to be quite that simple. So uh, my trust in polling is pretty skinny, uh, <laughs> especially enough. in uh, individual seats. But, you know, look, the, the trend in the polling is obviously very positive for the campaign. I think it's a motivating force for the volunteers and me too. Now, you're up against uh, Tim Wilson, and we, we actually had a run-in with Tim Wilson uh, a couple of months ago up uh, in Canberra where he and we were asking about uh, Zali Stegall's climate bill um, because the, the Libs uh, refused to, to pass that bill. He accused uh, that bill of being treasonous. He said that anyone who supported Zali Stegall's bill uh, was treasonous. Why do you believe in treason? <laughs> I do recall that particular incident. Mm. Thank you for reminding me. The The concern or the issue that's been put forward is that an independent climate body with teeth would take the power away from elected parliamentarians mm. if you legislate targets and then you have an independent body managing those. Um, and my position on that is, well, if the government kept its promises, we wouldn't need that body. But because apparently there's wriggle room on climate targets and net zero is dead, we unfortunately do need that body to hold the parliamentarians to account for the climate target. So those running the government have put us in a position where that body is needed. Um, mm. And indeed, I never planned to be a politician, so uh, I wouldn't be sitting here either if I did think it was kind of needed to get in and exert some pressure and make some things happen rather than looking backwards all the time. Shouldn't the government be in favour of anybody that lets them pass the buck onto somebody else and not solve problems? Mm. It's not unprecedented to have an organisation that sits outside the control of the parliament to make decisions. The Reserve Bank is a classic case of an organisation that has power over a particular set of policy levers. So it's not as if this has never been done before. But as I said, if we didn't need it, we wouldn't need it. But unfortunately, because of inaction, we need it. So you said you're not a politician and you never thought you would be because you're a journalist for years for the ABC. Why why did you decide to throw your head in the ring? Because I was asked to. Uh, a community organisation called Voices of Goldstein, which was a full group of concerned citizens who wanted to see politics done differently in the electorate came together in late 2020 and decided to try to find an independent who could better represent the views of the electorate and take those views forward to the parliament. So I was asked if I'd stand as an independent. Initially, I said, absolutely no chance. Politics is revolting and I want no part of it. But 
I thought about it for a couple of months and they kept coming back to me and saying, are you sure you're through the process? Are you sure you're not interested? And over that time, I, I had some pretty deep conversations with my family, especially my teenage children. And it was actually my son who's, he turned 15 earlier this year. And he said, you know, someone's got to do something for us, mum. And all you feel in 20 years' time if everything's worse and you had an opportunity to change something and you didn't even try, you know, someone's got to step in and try to create some change for our future. So it's it's pretty hard to stare, stare your child in the face when they put that on the table. So I decided, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. You know, I, you were a, a journalist of, of great integrity and respect. Not everyone in that, in that role necessarily is. Um, we've got one person here who we've made to watch Sky News for the past three weeks. And he's put together a compilation of some of the, the, the things that they've been saying about you and some of the other independents. And I'm keen to get your reaction because listening to them there's clearly some sort of giant conspiracy going on here so maybe we can reveal what it is after this brief clip one of their candidates zoe daniels is a former prominent abc reporter got haters like grace tame and climate independent zoe daniels to savage the morrison government basing accusations of white privilege I want to be careful not to accuse any, any of the individuals of being anti-Semites, but it does raise a smell about it. This is the most fraudulent political movement ever inflicted upon the Australian electorate. The, the Climate 200 candidates are the Spice Girls of the political world. Funny how all those commentators are male on Sky News, but anyway, <laughs> what is the vast conspiracy going on here? The Spice Girls, that's the first time I... I've heard that. I'm wondering which of the Spice Girls I am. I'm going to need to think about that. I said the Spice um, Girls were good. What is, I don't understand the insight. Or were they complimenting you? I loved the Spice Girls. Girl power, saving the planet, yeah. making people, you know, dance. Yeah. What's bad about that? Oh, uh, yeah. Charlie's Angels, um, I believe the independents have been called as well. So I guess it depends which um, particular era you're from, just how you'd like to frame uh, that particular sort of sexist trope. But... Um, Look, no, it's not, there's no conspiracy. Uh, as I've explained, you know, I'm a former journalist. I'm a, I'm a mum who lives in the electorate. I, I'm standing because my children are really worried about climate and so am I and also all sorts of other things, including integrity and equality for women and girls and aged care and housing affordability and mental health and a thousand other things that people raise with me. Um, and I'm an independent. I'm a, I'm a swinging voter. I've been a swinging voter for my entire life. I voted for Tim Wilson myself in 2016 as a, a proxy vote for Malcolm Turnbull, and we know how that turned out. Uh, and like many people in my electorate, I don't know who to vote for when I go into the ballot box because no one represents me. So now people in my electorate have an alternative and, and they can vote for me if they're not satisfied with either of the major parties, which I think are stuck. So at the end of the day, elections are mainly a popularity contest what are what are the things that you are doing to sort of boost your vote in the seat like how many car parks have you promised <laughs> to build after the election my campaign is based on an absolutely traditional grassroots round game so we have about 1200 volunteers actively out in the electorate door knocking hanging out leaflets, standing on the corner of streets with Zoe signs with yeah, yeah, but other I think signs you're avoiding saying toot the question. for Zoe. So that was not the question. How many car parks are you going to build? 
I won't be building car parks. I'll put that on the table. Um, oh, no, no, I, I you don't have to build them. They, 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 didn't, they didn't build them. That You just got to promise to build them. As a marginal seat, you've got a lot more leverage to get things done in your electorate than you do as a safe seat. So I, I think we can take that as red. Zoe, Daniel, uh, good luck over the next uh, 17 days. Um, are you planning a holiday to Hawaii shortly afterwards? <laughs> You know, funny you should say that. My kids are pretty keen to get out of the country um, after two and a half years of COVID and they were framing the prospect of a trip to Hawaii, but I did veto that immediately. So, no. (laughs) Thanks for the question. Thanks for joining us. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. Now, Charles, in our planning for this podcast, we knew that there might be days like this where it was quite hard to talk about anything because Albo and Skyma were just so dull. Mm. There was very little to discuss. That's why we sent John Delmenico into the Sky News dungeon to mm. watch only Sky News for the whole campaign. Mm. Somehow he is still alive. Hello, John. Hi. So, so according to Sky News, what's going on at the moment? Right now... Hunter Biden's laptop is threatening our democracy. <laughs> our democracy too. Well, our yeah. democracy. Yes. Our, Why? It's just an international threat to all democracy. Right. So what actually happened was, for anyone who doesn't know, the Hunter Biden conspiracy th- laptop conspiracy theory, mm. recently there was an update mm. where some information was actually found on the laptop. It's not the information that News Corp claimed was on the laptop two years ago, mm. but there is allegedly bad information about Hunter Biden. Right. None of it connected to Joe Biden. But Sky News <laughs> is currently being like, see, we were right. Okay, right. so there was a different smoking gun than the gun mm. they were brandishing last year, but there's still a smoking gun. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. And and is that because the election here that's on right now is just so boring that even Sky News can't talk about it? Yeah. Or is it because Scott Morrison's so on the nose that they need to sort of have... Some other. I think it's the. I think it's the former that the election is just that dull that even yeah. they can't yeah. put spice on it. So I wasn't sure how to do this week's segment, and then I watched this show from when I was a kid called The War and Everything. Oh yeah. And I saw that there was this like um oh, like yeah. what we learned in the week from the current affair, and I thought I'd take that and then do it for Sky News. Oh great, okay. So I thought get some stats up. So I've got three things here. Which one do you think's been referenced more? Karl Marx and the Marxist agenda. Mm-hmm. 1984 mm. and George Orwell, or the exact phrase, virtue signal? Well, I reckon 1984 is a popular, like everything is mm. Orwellian nowadays. Yeah, everything yeah. is Orwellian, including Sky, Sky News, by the way. Yeah, but I kind of feel like this is Sky News, it's going to be virtue signaling. Oh, yeah, because yeah. simply because of Chris Kenny, right? Like mm, the fact yeah. that they employ, I've read Chris yeah. Kenny's um, column on and off for, for many years. And I don't think he can go two sentences without using the phrase virtue signaling. So much so that he's actually virtue signaling about his hatred of virtue signaling. (laughs) Well, I think what you've mixed is that Chris Kenny does say it a lot. 
Mm. So 1984 is the worst. It's got five references. Really? Yay. Virtue signaling comes in second with 10 references. Mm. But Marxism has got 14. Oh, because they've got Bronwyn Bishop, of course. Uh, Yeah, she she loves it. Rowan Dean loves it. (coughs) Has anyone anyone told them that, like, communism collapsed in 1989. No, because communism is still, according to Sky News, communism is still alive and well, and George Bush Jr. and Sr. are trying <laughs> to set up an international cabal with uh, Dan Andrews and <laughs> Anthony what? Albanese. I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> you and that, they're calling it the New World Order, Charles. Oh, okay. The, well, new world. the old New World Order well, from the 90s. I thought, I thought the Bushes... Yeah, so the Bushes are behind communism worldwide, Charles, and that's what cryptocurrency is. Wow. Wait, and cryptocurrency... Except not Bitcoin. Specifically, they've said Bitcoin does not count towards this. This right. is an amazing cut and paste of a lot of weird dudes. <laughs> and I've got to say, I don't want to insult Anthony Albanese here, okay? I, I, look, I don't know the guy. He might. He just doesn't seem like the kind of person with the chutzpah to organise a global conspiracy. Like, mm. yeah. he can barely... I mean, his, his election campaign has been about doing as little as possible. <laughs> yeah. He's not exactly going to organise a coup. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. But surely, if the Bushes are on board, surely Scott Morrison is part of this communist conspiracy as well, isn't he? Um, you would think that, but also Sky News. Like, it's yes. not, they're saying it's bad, yes. which is like so, sort of where I'm getting my lessons from for journalism is that you can just sort of say whatever you want right. is the main takeaway. So my first lesson is if you don't like someone, yes. not only do you accuse them of being in a global cabal with the Bush administration and yes. the other Bush administration, you also just don't learn their name. Anthony Albanese made, Anthony Albanese made in that. Mr Albanese put something out. Anthony Albanese. Albanese. Anthony Albanese. Mr Albanese. Mr Albanese's lap. Uh, Albanese. Anthony Albanese. Mr Albanese. Wow. <laughs> so that last one was um, the deputy prime minister, by the way. Albanese, is like it, Bolognese. <laughs> is that a racist dog whistle? Like, are they doing it intentionally, do you think? Or? Well, I, I, the one that confuses me the most is Prue McSween's Albanese. Albanini. Yeah. Like, like Paganini <laughs> and Albanese. Yeah. That one's hybrid. not even close. Mm. So, like, but also, listen to home. I think it's racist. I think yeah. It does remind me of the time, and this is absolutely true, that my high school science teacher referred to Chaz Lichardello as Pizzarelli. <laughs> it's that <laughs> level of insight into um, yeah. the Italian-Australian uh, community, of which I know you remember, John. John Del Menepasta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been left with a lot of questions about how they're talking. But luckily, my second lesson is if you're trying to do journalism and you don't quite know how to make your point, mm. I've learned this directly from Andrew Bolt. You just ask a question and then that's, oh, that's how you finish it off. That's good. Is that good? Why are almost all of the women? 17 of the 20. How can you trust Anthony Albanese with our economy? I would have thought uh, toaster reviews might actually be uh, more in the national interest than gamer (laughs) reviews, but there I go. These are the election issues. Isn't this racist? Now you've got to wonder, how do we raise and educate millions of voters who look at all that and they say, hmm, makes sense to me. And what exactly is Albanese's plan? Do you know? Hello? Oh, he answered that one. <laughs> yeah, no, he just keeps, he kept, uh, that one I love the most because mm. he asked questions and then did follow-up questions because he didn't fill enough time. <laughs> that is that is remarkable. And if you want an example of the rhetorical question, um, then you can go, no, I mean, Andrew Bell, he never answers the questions. Mm. But if you just keep asking them, then you've got a show. And that's why, yeah. <laughs> it's just extraordinary. But does he ever show? 
Is he employed? <laughs> is you know he what? a shithead? You know what? Is he a fucktard? I'm going to put it out there. I actually think Andrew Bolt's analysis there is the best take on Labor mm. we've seen from anybody this entire campaign. What? Because you can't – their entire strategy is not to have answers to any question. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. The small target – they've got no target. Mm. So just ask, what's the plan? Can we? What are you going to do? Maybe we can trust him. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Like it is better than, Anth- than Andrew Bolt, what I assume he does every other election, which is like you can't trust them because he can't be sure about whether you can trust them. The big lesson for me this, <laughs> this week has been contradictions and backflips. Oh. See, it's one thing if you're pushing a message – but sometimes the messages don't quite work out to how you want to push it. So you have to like backtrack to make it look like you didn't make that message. Oh, that's clever. So first I've got, um, there's been a whole debate on Sky News about whether or not Labor's bringing in a carbon tax where everyone was saying yes, but then Labor's not bringing in a carbon tax. Mm. So what do you do in that situation? Andrew Bolt, you, you just, just keep ask asking. Ask a question. Are they bringing in a carbon tax? Well, you'd think that, but no, they just do something very different instead. These, so I've got two clips here that are literally one hour apart. This is a carbon tax, pure and simple. Uh, towns with, with a carbon tax well, uh, because all these mining companies will have to buy That's not necessarily credits. so. I, I... Yeah, so within an hour, Sky News went from saying it's a carbon tax, plain and simple, to it's not necessarily a carbon tax. That's not true. But that was Andrew Bolt saying it's not necessarily yeah. so. So... What's his story? Like Look, why having as I've said before on the podcast, if you watch him after the debate, mm. he seemed genuinely to prefer Albo to Scomo at that mm. point. He he thought Albo had done a better job, mm. and he he gave him a lot of credit for being less scary than previous Labor leaders. So I think I think Andrew Bolt's becoming a lefty. Yes. Yeah, Andrew Bolt is he? Is Andrew Bolt becoming a lefty? Does he love <laughs> Marx? Does he love Engels? Does he want to go and live in Cuba? I don't know. Has he told us? No, he hasn't. Will he tell us? I don't know. He's been this. There's been this whole weird transformation for Bolt this year. He, he clearly to me, I think it's like he clearly doesn't like Scott Morrison. Mm. But it's hard. It's hard to work at Sky News. He if also you don't like doesn't Scott like. So he, but he also doesn't want to praise Labor. So it's also this weird thing of him just being like, "Well, are we sure about Anthony Albanese? He's not bringing in a carbon tax." Who knows? You know he just sort of he seems defeated by this election, which <laughs> is the most relatable thing on Sky News. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's starting to question everything, including his own sanity. I, I relate to that. Andrew Bolt, welcome aboard. But the car the context isn't the biggest backflip that Sky News has had. There's been a massive backflip over the last three weeks regarding Catherine Deves. Oh. Where at the start of the election, they were all all on board and they still are very on board. Mm. But they were all on board with her entire message. This is the transphobic yeah. um, whole in Warringah, yeah. And um, there was a point where they kept saying that they were doing this massive polling on t- to prove everything's true. And then about a week later, they started going from, we're going to have the polling come in soon, to being like, uh, there should be polls done, but I reckon it's probably like 80 or 90%. And they never released the information that they got from that poll. And after then, they've had a shift in what they think. Well, that is interesting. I, I do know one poll said that it was uh, it was a top-of-mind issue for 3% of voters. Yes, it, did, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. that's the poll <laughs> that made them go. So uh, what I've learned from them is not only do you contradict, you also can just blame the left for everything you said until that point. 
I openly advocated for the Liberals to let her contest a pre-selection in Warringah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you saw it here first. Our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has just fought his first ever battle in the culture wars. Those same culture wars that we here on Outsiders have been fighting on your behalf for over five years. That, and it's the same thing. They always accuse the right of wanting to have a culture war. You know, who's but, the but, culture war? But also war? what that exchange shows. Why are we always talking about trans people during a federal election? Why are we talking about Catherine Deves too much? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the media talks about Catherine Deves all the time. We're told by many in the media left that this is a non-issue, is it? But I'm not sure this is actually a huge issue for voters in this election. <laughs> that's a lot of evolution. Oh, wow, yeah. that's a that's a range of change. Yeah, you can you can hear it on them going yeah. from but why do we want we should have a culture war to why does the left want a culture war? <laughs> and Paul Murray in there just going because I've learnt the voices are quite hard to them, but going the media keep talking about Catherine Deves and he's watching his own station. You can't tell me, Paul Murray. <laughs> But my favourite of all of that lot, and that was a beautiful bit of work, John, is Rowan Dean's voice because no one <laughs> has ever sounded more like a toff who's out of touch with the workers mm. than Rowan Dean fighting on behalf of the little guy. I love Rowan Dean's show. He's So Ro Outsiders, I genuinely believe, is better than Insiders to watch because both are depressing and suck and shouldn't be on TV. Mm. But when you put the Rowan Dean, Rita Panahi and... James Morrow together they all suck separately but together they all have the same shit sense of humor and Rowan Dean brings like theatrics to it so it means that they're all lifting each other up with pre-planned jokes so they just bring a much higher energy to the room mm. so they're shit but it's at least like theatrical nonsense like that ran for about the culture wars which went for two minutes and involved like choreographed finger pointing and um, waving hands, but he said culture wars a lot. Anyone want to guess how many times the word culture wars has been said? Oh, at least 10 times an hour forever. <laughs> <laughs> said, well, particularly Rowan Dean. Yeah, it's been said 28 times. Oh, my God. But specifically only when they've said the phrase culture wars. Anything similar I have not counted. Right. Um, my last backflip, the only person better than this than Rowan Dean or Andrew Bolt is this last guy who managed to contradict himself during the same sentence that he was saying his previous point. The, the work hadn't been done. It's, it's, it's both on one level trivial that he couldn't remember it and unimportant, but on the other hand, it's very, very important because it shows he doesn't really... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that is actually the platonic form of a, a commentator, isn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> particularly. This, this is the thing about having a 24-hour news station is yeah. when nothing happens, it's very, very hard to... Pat, I was watching ABC, the ABC News channel, before um, the election was called. You know that traditional mm. thing where there's this footage of Yarra yes, Mumla? Yes, It's extraordinary how you can go for longer than one minute of saying absolutely fuck all. It's, I mean, you head off to mm. them. Yeah, it's, I mean. Uh, uh, but on the other hand, you know, this is a terrible thing to have done and they're, they're terrible at their job. And I insist that the hat remain <laughs> yeah. on. Hat off yeah. to them, but at the same yeah. time, <laughs> that hat is not going anywhere. <laughs> Does the hat even exist, though? Can we be sure a hat exists and that it's not Anthony Albanese's fault? I think it's time to invite Andrew Bolt onto the Chaser Report. I mm. think I want to hear more of this existential angst <laughs> where yeah. he doesn't like Scott Morrison, can't bring himself to advocate for Albo, but at least he wants to know what his plan is rather than just assuming it's evil. Mm. That's progress. He's growing. Yeah, that's a positive. Sky News is getting slightly less insane with how much they also hate the election.
Well, let yeah, let's let's platform Andrew Bold. He he doesn't. He's only got a newspaper column and a national television show. Is it a good idea to have Andrew Bold on the Chaser Report? I don't know. Yes, it is. But at the same time, it's a terrible idea that we're definitely not going to do. Our gear is or isn't from Rode Microphones. We are or are not part of the ACAST chat, uh, credit network. And, John, I thank you very much for that segment, which I hated. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.